For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Destination Sport Miami is here to revolutionize the sports landscape in South Florida. The largest indoor multifaceted sports complex in North America is on the way. With distinguished leaders of its various sports programs and unparalleled access to the finest indoor training fields and facilities, Destination Sport Miami will set South Florida apart as the destination of choice for elite athletic training and development and for its dedication to youth programs and sports on all levels. A phenomenal concept and a powerful undertaking, Destination Sport Miami will also be an important commodity in the sports business community as well. Destination Sport Miami, its time has come. Welcome to After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you here on the Believe Podcast Network. And I'm very happy to be with you on uh, what is a Peel Yourself Off the Mat Monday for us on our Ion Channel show in the early morning. And, of course, is the aftermath of a lot of activity, a lot of action across the football weekend. As uh, we uh, here in town uh, had... A reprieve of sorts. It was almost like getting a call from the governor. <laughs> hey, Ron, can we have a day off from this? This punishment, it's cruel and unusual. And that was, Luby, uh, having to watch Miami Dolphin football. We have a certain journalistic obligation to watch some of these games that we're commenting on, although it's not necessarily a criteria in uh, journalism anymore to actually know what you're talking about or even have some firsthand idea. <laughs> it is to pick up with somebody else and oh, yeah, yeah, that guy's got to go, man. He can't coach his way. He can't uh, <laughs> coach a dog to eat meat. <laughs> like, well, where did you get that opinion? Team's 9-0. and you know? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but uh, that's the way it is now. Uh, I mean, with everybody podcasting and blogging and doing all of these things, and uh, you can create your own broadcast network now, uh, which we're attempting to do uh, in our early morning endeavors. And, you, know, you don't have to own a television station to uh, be able to do that uh, anymore. So uh, it's made it a lot easier, but it's also exposed a lot of really lame ideas <laughs> and subjected people to just uncommon rhetoric that, that makes no sense whatsoever. But I will say it was like getting a reprieve from the governor, was it not? Not having to watch Mike Louie Lewitz, a Miami Dolphins football game, in spite of the fact that the team here in town is on an incredible run right now, having won two in a row after losing seven straight. And uh, embarrassing uh, everybody, uh, you know, including the weathermen here in uh, South Florida. I'm ashamed to admit that it's sunny and 70 degrees today while everybody else is freezing their ass off, especially those around Lambeau Field. But uh, well, very enjoyable, no? Yes. Not having to uh, watch this trek that we've been subjected to the last, uh, how many decades is it now? Two? Two at least. Uh, without Danny Boy? My God. Anyway, they uh, won their game, and so they were out of the picture. It gave us a chance to see a lot of other yes. NFL uh, material that was taking place there, uh, as there were three games broadcast here locally, so you didn't even have to venture out to a sports bar no, to uh, catch a couple of things. And then there was the tail end, and uh, who wouldn't be following this story? The tail end of the Pittsburgh game against the Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell, who at one time was an interim head coach 
of the Miami Dolphins, and yep. many thought that he would get the job. <laughs> and then after he had the job, many thought he would never get another job. <laughs> <laughs> Nor should he. There's help wanted signs. Uh, there are help wanted signs all over the place. Yep. And I don't even know if Dan Campbell would have qualified for a job at a fast food place uh, after uh, some of the things that happened. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, he gets another job, surprisingly. And uh, he's not a bad guy. I mean, everybody seems to like the guy. And the Detroit Lions like playing for Dan Campbell in spite of the fact that he appears to be a bit of a lunatic. Yes. And uh, well, we're, we're very worried, very concerned that eventually he was going to resort to human sacrifice <laughs> to inspire his team. Because he's, he's that crazy, right? He's the kind of guy that's going to eat the head off a frog <laughs> at a team meeting. That's what you got to do. You got to eat him alive. <laughs> like, holy Mike Tyson, you want to eat their children too? I mean, no, what are you talking about, Dan? You're a football coach, for God's sake. How about drawing up a couple of plays at work? That would be nice. <laughs> but um, the word was, and the word on the street, and we had Steve Weich on one of our podcasts here on the Believe Podcast Network, yes, Steve Weich of NFL Network, and he said, do you see the way these guys play Yes, for Dan Campbell? And they were. They were playing. I mean, they're not great, but uh, they were playing very hard for this play guy. Hard. And it uh, comes out of it. In this case, a tie is not like kissing your sister. Would you say that's a fair assessment? No, if you're 0-8 and you keep – because that's the problem for the Lions. They've actually had like three games they should have won. So at least this time you didn't lose it. You got to overtime. Now Kickers have been a problem for them, kickers. And that tends to be the problem. When you're a bad team, the simpler things are hard for you to even accomplish. Now, if you're the Steelers, (laughs) I feel like that feels like a loss. Like you don't want to tie the Lions, the 0-8 Lions. And they had the game in the bag, too. Uh, they had a late fumble in overtime with, like, a couple of seconds left on the clock before the overtime period ended, uh, Luby. And uh, their tight end, who had had a sensational game and uh, was having a great season. And uh, this guy fumbles a football. Detroit recovers. And uh, they didn't have much time uh, to do anything. No, no time basically left. And yeah. that's it. Game uh, ended in a draw. So, uh, interesting day you know, all around the uh, National Football League. Uh, wow. I mean, it was glass slipper time for a couple of teams, Luby. Yes. Yesterday, uh, including uh, the New York Jets were so optimistic <laughs> that they had found the second coming of Joe Willie with this kid, Mike White. It is amazing how many times that happens, and it's happened uh, more than once in, in the city of New York uh, where they thought they had a savior guy who got off to a sensational start, came out of nowhere, like a Jeremy Lin type yep. of story with the New York Knicks, where uh, all of a sudden this guy who went to Harvard. <laughs> is uh, doing things uh, that even their top stars couldn't do previously and is making the team look like a unit and uh, in perfect symmetry as if they had uh, brought back Earl of Pearl <laughs> and uh, Clyde Frazier. And, and they were feeding to Busher and Bradley in the corners there. And, uh, you know, here's Willis Reed down there in the low post. I mean, perfect symmetry uh, for that New York Knicks team when Jeremy Lin was playing and he was humble and he was all the right things that, that you like about a guy that's in this Horatio Alger type of spot. And, and that was Mike White. The quarterback who came in after they had gone to a great extent there to be horrible the year before ended up with the number two pick (laughs) and took Zach, don't call me Hack Wilson. And that's not Hack Wilson, the ball player. And nothing against this kid because who knows? He may turn out, well, when you see him, he looks like Richie Cunningham over there, much like Sam Darnold did. The guy from Happy Days? Yes, he's like 12. You're thinking, my God, how young are these guys? They're in the National Football League. But uh, then you think about it, uh, they would be like sophomores, most of them uh, in, in college. Honestly. So, uh, you know, it's it's a big role to uh, ask them to step into the National Football League with a bad team and suddenly make them good 
And what often happens uh, is uh, you end up uh, being affected and infected by the futility of the others, yep. and you start playing poorly yourself. And uh, that happened. Uh, Zach Wilson wasn't looking great. Uh, he had had some moments. But uh, here comes his kid, Mike White, and, and he has a tremendous ball game. And the Jets uh, end up uh, with a big, I mean, just an emotional, uplifting win. And everybody's saying, wow, we can't wait to see this kid. And they're asking uh, the coach if he's going to be the starting quarterback. And he says, well, you know what? I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, Salah doesn't even help. He's like, sure. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you, you just spent a number two overall pick oh on a quarterback God. who's made like five starts for you. And, uh, you know, you're, you're protecting him with, with an offensive line that is as weak exactly. as the uh, <laughs> self-defense tactic being used in a couple of trials that are going on right now. Uh, the kid in Wisconsin, yeah. I guess uh, that goes to the jury today. Rittenhouse. Yeah. Did anybody ever ask him why he brought an AK-47 <laughs> from out of town to the scene there because he just, just wanted to help out some firemen? I mean, what was hanging. the deal on that? <laughs> like if you're just Ended there up to shooting help. and killing two people and wounding a third. Like, come on. Interesting. In self-defense, uh, though, and then uh, those three hillbillies down there in Georgia, Glenn County, Georgia, I mean, uh, that's going to be going to uh, the jury pretty soon, too. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, it's a jury of their peers. Yeah, there you go. That'll work well. <laughs> Right-wing hillbilly yeah, gun exactly. lovers. Uh, <laughs> It'll be their peers. Who aren't particularly fond of black people. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, they're, they're getting tried in front of a jury of their peers. Did you see that lawyer talking about how uh, he didn't want any more uh, black pastors coming into the courtroom oh, to sit with the uh, mother uh, of the, uh, you know, Arbery kid who, uh, you know, it was gunned down basically in cold blood while taking jogging. a job. I mean, just, <laughs> like, come on. Totally crazy. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the only, I, the, the worst defense, I guess, in the league is the Jets defense. And, and it's hard to defend, uh, you know, what's happening with the quarterback situation because uh, the glass slipper doesn't fit anymore. Cinderella spit the bit uh, yesterday in that game. And then the uh, same thing was going on with the Las Vegas Raiders in the post-Gruden. I'm a misogynist, uh, sexist, uh, racist, <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah, else yes. it is that goes with banana wide right. <laughs> But, uh, that, that was uh, that was really uh, ugly. I mean, uh, you know, that uh, loss that they had last night at the hands of the Kansas Jeez. City Chiefs. And, and just when people are throwing in the towel on the Chiefs, like it's over. Mahomes is finished. He, he was a flash in a pan. Exactly. I saw, uh, you know, no less of an authority on everything than Stephen A. Smith. They're saying, well, that's it. We've seen the best he has to offer. <laughs> We've seen his best. He'll years. never be the same. <laughs> he's 25. <laughs> Stephen A. looks like he's putting on a few pounds. No, huh? Stephen A. Uh, it's getting to him. He's on every show. What, what do you want? He can't eat anything but McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Like, he can't eat a real meal. He can't exercise. He's on, like, 15 shows. When does he have time to eat this guy? That's the thing. So it has to be something they throw down his throat. Incredible, yeah. But uh, he, he had said Mahomes is finished, so he throws for 405 yards. A friend of ours, a uh, good friend of ours, had posted a ticket that he bought uh, at the South Point Casino and race book and sports book in Las Vegas. A uh, guy lives out there. He sends it in pretty well on a lot of games. Uh, you'll see him bet like 20 dimes on ball games. Not uncommon. 50 dimes last night oh, no. with the wise guys all on the Las Vegas Raiders, who got within three. They were getting three points and then uh, went up completely in smoke. Uh, much uh, to the uh, very unfavorable financial situation for our friends. <laughs> 50 grand. I, I don't know if I could watch a game with 50 grand on it, uh, Mike Lugan. No way. I don't know about you. No way. I don't have the constitution for that. No I way. mean, uh, you would have to be in Jeff Bezos type yeah, of stratosphere exactly. to bet 50 dimes. And I don't even know if that makes uh, any difference to him, right? Hey, what did they win last night? 
Yeah, we went one fifty grand. Ah, so what? Yeah, don't, even bother to it. <laughs> don't even bother it. Don't even bother and collect it. <laughs> Great. All right, we have to touch real quickly here on uh, UMFSU. Mike Luby Lubitz, uh, it was a rivalry game here in yes. the state of Florida where we uh, originate this program from. Yep. Uh, UM and FSU, uh, the, all of the cliches applied, right? You can throw the records out the window, yeah. but in this case, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, well, you're the fact that it. Florida State was a week three and six coming into this ball game uh, certainly made one believe that the Hurricanes winning three straight, including a very impressive win on the road against Pittsburgh, a good team. And uh, that uh, maybe they had found their stride finally, and uh, they were never going to be the same. It's not going to be a case where, where the uh, Hurricanes are ever a dominant program like they were when they won five national championships in the span of about, what, 20 years uh, where they were dominating yeah. college football. Always always a factor, though. I mean, rarely were they not a factor uh, during that period of time. Yeah, and they had 90s. great players, Hall of Famers, NFL superstars. They were getting six, seven guys drafted in the first couple of rounds of every draft. And, and, and that ship has sailed. I, I don't know why the Hurricane fans don't want to realize that, but uh, weak coaching on the part. Uh, I, I don't yep. like to call out coaches that much. <laughs> I do. Of course you do. That's <laughs> we spend half of our time just trashing That's all coaches. I do. <laughs> but fourth and 14 from your, your own, uh, well, I mean, uh, you're protecting your 25-yard line. And uh, the only thing, I mean, Florida State has like a minute to go in a ball game. They have to score a touchdown, but they have to get this first down yes. or it's over. Yes. Here's one play that could decide the game. It's over. So what do you do? You, you put on your most conservative Attila the Hun clothing and you stand there on the sidelines and you call for a three-man <laughs> pass rush and a weak zone that leaves the middle of the field wide open like it was the Red Sea parting. Hey, Mo, come on down. <laughs> right? Red Sea just split right there in half, and, and a guy catches a 24-yard pass, takes it down to the one-yard line where it becomes very convenient and easy yeah. for Florida State to pretty much run out the clock, especially since Manny Diaz and his coaching staff can't count, right? <laughs> 42 seconds. How bad is clock management uh, in the coaching ranks on all levels sometimes? In the pros? You say Mike McCarthy, Mike Green McCarthy. Bay, the worst at this? Well, Dallas. Remember, he wasn't good with it at Green Bay. He's been with Dallas for a couple of years now. He's horrible with Dallas, and this is a guy that's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Won a Super Bowl, I, I think, uh, by accident. Oh, well, I, I really did. Aaron Rodgers carried him, but still. <laughs> Although they, they were dominant yesterday, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They looked great in their ball game. Well, uh, that was a game were... a lot of people had suspicions uh, they wouldn't be that good in either. But uh, – yeah, I mean, uh, the Canes uh, coaching staff lets uh, eight seconds evaporate off the clock twice, twice before calling a timeout yep. when they knew they were going to call these timeouts. And it was appropriate to do so because it was the only chance they had to get back in the game if Florida State scored. Well, remember, they if they get the ball back with 40-something seconds, and they did it right, they probably would have only had – they still would have had a timeout left, had like 40 seconds left, and all they would have needed was a field goal. Even if FSU still completes the two-wing conversion, you're still down a yeah. field goal. Okay, so they've been yeah. able to get chunk yardage that entire second half. The clock stops on first downs, like 40 seconds with a timeout, just needing a field goal is plenty of time, and their kicker's good. Yeah, but uh, 26 seconds is not as good. No, and, uh, no. That, That's what they no left themselves with because they can't count. <laughs> My God. And then after the game, Andy Diaz, uh, he's gone uh, smoking Joe Philbin on us. <laughs> and he says, well, this shouldn't help fuel up uh, an inspirational effort the next time these kids take the field. There you go. That was it. The ship has sailed. Uh, in fact, uh, that'll be part of my uh, the forest files today. Uh, the thinking there. We wrote an obituary for the hurricane uh, football fans 
And any hope they had of uh, returning to prominence uh, went right out the window there, losing to a 3-6 and six Florida State team. And in the fashion that they did with a weak, just absolute wuss move there at the end, and uh, ha- having uh, three guys rush and leaving the middle of the field wide open on a 4th and 14, where normally they would have sent a couple of paramedics in with the pass <laughs> exactly. rush. Exactly. Because they would have flattened his quarterback and rolled him over like he was being paved into the Florida turnpike. <laughs> and then as they helped him off the field, they would have gone into a wild celebration and ditched the chain. Well, I don't get this. How are you using a turnover chain when you're, you're five, five, and five and five or five and four? You were a top 15 team and you won three in a row, but you still are hovering around 500. You're supposed to be competing for the ACC. You're well out of the ACC by all yeah. logical estimation like you're down by two touchdowns to a team that's three and six why are you playing out the chain just stop with the stupid chain please holy flavor flavor exactly, they gotta put that thing exactly. away come on. all right uh we're gonna come back we have uh deforest files and a luby's yes. law so yes. a couple of editorial strong editorial commentary coming up here on after hours with defoe and luby i'm jeff deforest he's mike luby lubitz stick around strong opinion coming up next Put this one in the obituary column. That story in a moment. Buy or lease a Taos and take it to the house at Deal Volkswagen. Anna and her team make your next VW purchase or lease so easy with new inventory rolling in daily and the biggest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles in the business. You can make your deal online at dealvolkswagen.com or visit the beautiful showroom in the classic location, 3601 Bird Road, right in the heart of the Gables. Or give Anna and the team at Deal a call at 305-448-DEEL. Jettas, Passats, Tiguans, Atlas models, and the hottest vehicle in the industry, the new Taos, all at unbeatable prices and all ready to roll off the showroom floor at the number one Volkswagen dealership around, Deal Volkswagen. Doubtless, there is much to be said for the meaning of a true rivalry game in college football. The notion you can toss the records out the window because no matter how big the disparity between the quality of each team's seasonal play, the emotional juices flowing between two traditional opponents in these spots sometimes provides enough adrenaline for the underdog to rise up and overcome even the most imposing of odds. Some of these college football rivalries are enough to salvage a season for the winning team turning an awful year into a giant consolation that at least we beat so-and-so. When the Miami Hurricanes traveled to Tallahassee Saturday, they brought with them all the signs their desperate and dwindling fan base had been seeking for some time. Winners of three straight, including a surprising thumping of the Pittsburgh Panthers on the road, Miami seemed to have salvaged its season from a week two and four start and briefly turned the scrutiny of head coach Manny Diaz and his staff to the low burner, simmering quietly in the corner of what had been a very hot stove. But after blowing an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter and yielding 11 points to a 3-6 and six Florida State team in the game's final five minutes, it was one more step towards the scrap heap for the notion this one-time college football powerhouse would ever raise to that level once again. Fourth and 14 for the Miami 25 with just over a minute to go and Florida State needing a touchdown to win the game Manny Diaz, who doubles as the team's defensive coordinator, decides pressuring FSU would be a mistake in this spot, rushes three guys and allows a 24-yard connection in the middle of the field of what turned out to be a very soft spot in a useless zone pass defense. Those five championship Miami squads would have sent eight guys after the quarterback in that position, buried Florida State's chances right there with an aggressive approach and caught a happy plane ride home with their fourth win in a row and fifth straight over their arch rival, Florida State. 
What kind of coach counts Mississippis in that spot? Schnellenberger, Jimmy, Dennis, Butch, no chance. Not even Larry Coker could have looked himself in the mirror after making a lame call like that in such a crucial position. It was known then as Hurricane Football. Now we get this dread. There was Coker, Al Golden, Randy Shannon, Mark Richt, and now this. And none of it has brought even back the slightest semblance of the dynastic dimensions the program once enjoyed. Diaz said this loss should fuel his team to do better down the road. What it really should spark up is the reality for the Miami fan base that it's over and will never be the same. Rest in peace those ideas of future grandeur. Going on the road to knock off Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma is no longer a reality. Sadly, it's time now to relish eking out a win over Appalachian State. The song says Sundays will never be the same. For Miami football, just make it Saturdays because it's past the time to pull the plug on the respirator that was breathing life into the idea the program will ever be of major prominence again. Jeff DeForest with the DeForest Files. A rivalry feels much better after a win. More after this. Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business, and the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954 954- 809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. The law, my boy, puts us into everything. It's the ultimate backstage pass. Four person charging defendant Aaron Hernandez. What say you, Madam Four person? Guilty. Just the facts, ma'am. We, the jury, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, that's nothing but the truth? Certainly. What have I got to lose? Don't believe a word he says, Your Honor. He's crazy. We've discussed the idea of a rivalry often here the last week or so. Down in the South Florida area, we had one of our biggest rivalries take place this past Saturday as the Miami Hurricanes traveled north to Tallahassee to take on the Florida State Seminoles. Miami has been disappointing overall this season, sitting at 5-4 and four heading into that ballgame. When they started the season, top 15. FSU has been underwhelming as well, sitting at 3-6 and six going into the game. Recently, the Canes had turned it around, sitting on a three-game win streak. And FSU had won 3-5 of five with tough, lo- tough close losses to Clemson and a ranked North Carolina State without, their start- without FSU's starting quarterback. So there was reason for optimism for both fan bases. The game ended up being a classic, going down to the wire, with FSU jumping out to a 20-7 lead at halftime, then UM storming back to take a 28-20 lead with just minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the game finishing in the final moments with FSU scoring on their final two possessions to win 31-28 in front of the giddy Doak Campbell faithful, snapping the Canes' four-game win streak in the series. In the end, both programs feel a little eh, as Canes fans realize head coach Manny Diaz made questionable calls once again at the end of a ball game to come up short. And FSU fans realize their coordinators on offense and defense 
failed miserably when FSU should have been up 34 to seven at half instead of 20 to seven, which kept the Canes in the game, allowing them to almost be victorious. Luby's law for the day is, win or lose, a rivalry game brings tons of excitement and pain. However, it does feel a lot better to win than to lose, and makes your team's ineptitude a little easier to swallow. My Knowles came away as the victor, and today feels a lot brighter for me than I'm sure it does for those in support of UN. This is Luby's Law. Hey folks, Tony Segreto here. What if I told you you could go to a great restaurant, feel completely safe because their COVID protocol is unmatched, have an amazing meal, have a great time. When the bill comes, you won't get sticker shock. You're going to say that's too good to be true. No, it's not. Because I'm talking about Texas Roadhouse. Great family atmosphere. Great atmosphere for a couple. Great atmosphere if you just want to go by yourself and watch a game and have the coldest beer in town. And while you're doing that, have the best bread in town. All at Texas Roadhouse. Everything you get there is fresh every day and made sure it's served at your table, hot and ready to go. And the best part is you don't get sticker shock because the prices are amazing. Texas Roadhouse. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.